guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we are now to round three of our study of the Psalms. I hope you've loved the study of the Psalms. They're easy to understand, but they are also ones that I think the more you study them, just the more you learn from them. You go deep into them. You focus on words and phrases of these Psalms. And I think there's a great benefit as we try to understand Jesus Christ just a little bit more through this. And I I hope that's what we're able to do this week as we study these things out. So like I said, I want to focus on some words. Uh, that are in these psalms, maybe some patterns that we see. In fact, there's one word I want to show you. It's actually only mentioned in the Old Testament. It doesn't even appear to be a word that we as humans use very often. It's something that seems to be very much scripturally based. Um, It's mentioned only in the Old Testament, like I said. It is 25 times in the Old Testament, and 21 of them are in the psalms. So you can see it's very much rooted in these psalms. Let me show you where it is. So it's actually all through the Psalms, but this week's study, let me show you uh, chapter 103 of Psalms. Now this is a Psalm of David. So you start off with verse number one that says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's a cool phrase right there. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. This phrase in verse four is kind of fun. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. I think we all appreciate that concept. Now here's where I want to get to the word that is mentioned. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now we see that concept of tender mercies. We see it in the Book of Mormon. We see it. We see it talked about. Elder Bednar gave a talk about it years ago, bringing that idea to us. But the word loving kindness is, like I said, it's a word that seems to be rooted in the Old Testament. Um, I was reading a commentary about this, and one of the things it says is, when you translate this word uh, to Hebrew, the word is hesed, H-E-S-E-D. There's actually a few different spellings of it, depending upon where you're at. But it really means lifelong love, and it is God-like love. It is a love that I think that we as humans struggle with. I, I, we, we can love, I get that. But God-like love, that's a different concept. I almost think that it is a love, and I don't want to say it's exclusive to God, but it is something that is extremely godlike in nature. In fact, I, I was studying about this and I came across a little commentary from a scholar. His name is John Oswald. And he says this He said, John Oswald points to this has said, this loving kindness, as it is used to describe God as an example of completely undeserved kindness and generosity. I think that's awesome. Granted by one who is in a position of power. He notes how God came to the Hebrew people, even though they were not seeking him, and how he was true to his covenant with Abraham, even though they continually broke it. In Oswald's words, unlike humans, this deity was not fickle, undependable, self-serving, and grasping. Those are four words that sadly come natural to all of us. Instead, he was faithful, true, upright, and generous always. So that means here is someone who knows every aspect of you, who knows all of your weaknesses, who knows all of your flaws, 
and still absolutely adores you and wants you to know that. You know, that's something that, that we've seen a lot is sometimes, you know, we'll make judgments on ourselves. We'll be like, oh, why would God want to love me? Because I am so, uh, what was the words again? Fickle, undependable, self-serving, and grasping. Uh, we're that way. We're like, why would God love us? Which is interesting because he knows that about us and yet still absolutely adores us. This has said is that lifelong love that we're not talking just this life, we're talking eternally that goes past this life that started way before we even got here. And so with that in mind, how can we ever, ever question the love of God, especially when we do dumb things? But like in this particular chapter, you go down to verse number 10. This is kind of a cool little phrase. It says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Now, you've heard me mention before that I love the idea of studying other versions of the scriptures as well. The NIV has a cool little version of this particular scripture, the Psalm 103 verse 10. It says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. That is that said. that is that loving kindness, knowing full and well our nature, the, the things that we do, that fickle nature, that grasping, that undependable things that we always do, and yet still have that love for us. That is a divine love. Um, I don't even find this word very often in general conference talks, but I was searching and I found one from President Oaks. It was back in 2014. The talk is called Loving Others and Living with Differences, which I think is interesting because, you know, this was back in 2014, eight years ago, and yet here we are still learning how to do those things. Elder Oaks mentions that Following the Savior's example, we can show loving kindness and still be firm in the faith by foregoing actions that facilitate or seem to condone what we know to be wrong. It's that idea of, again, the Savior knows us. God knows us. He knows the things that we do, doesn't ever condone that behavior but loves us because he sees that lifelong potential. It is that eternal now that he sees us in. He sees us in our messy human state right now, but he also sees us in our potential godlike state. He has that unique ability. That's why I said this idea of loving kindness, that chesed that is talked about, I think it is a very, very difficult thing for humans to grasp. Loving eternally, completely through all of the messiness. Elder Oaks in this talk also talks about the woman taken in adultery. And he says, he treated her with kindness by declining to condemn her at that time, but he also firmly directed her to sin no more. Loving kindness is required, but a follower of Christ, just like the master, will be firm in the truth. It is understanding that truth and yet still loving us anyway. I think that's a great little concept to understand, this idea of loving kindness. And it is something that we should look forward to and do our absolute best to be able to do. I really do believe it goes back to the idea of you love God and you love your neighbor in that order. And understanding that loving kindness and not condoning what someone does, but absolutely showing that love. That's a perfect godlike quality that, oh, I wish we all could be able to have that, to be able to know that he doesn't, like I said in that, that uh, NIV, he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, but he shows us that loving kindness. And I think that's a great little message for us in our world today. 
If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.